I just shipped my pants. Well, good for you. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. Have you shipped your pants? Nope. I shipped my shirt. Really? Have you shipped your bed? <laughs> nope. I shipped the pillows. Oh, that's very nice of you. And I shipped the toilet paper. Wow. Impressive. Yep. Ship, ship, ship. <laughs> Control Structure Episode 22, I'm Sick of This, for April 16th, 2013, with hosts Andrew Bailey and Christopher Thompson. And now, I want a pizza, not a cardboard box. Well, here's a good question for you. Why is it when we send something over sea, it's called cargo, but when it goes over land, it's called shipment? Hmm. I think even if you ship it, even if you do it over water, it's still called shipping because it's on a ship. Hmm. And why do we drive in parkways and park in driveways? Yeah. Oh well. Until some dumbass runs into the car in the uh, driveway do they drive. <laughs> and at rush hour, the parkway is definitely a parking lot. <laughs> Good point. Um, oh. So. Hmm. Cool. So as I was mentioning earlier, I was starting to watch Fairy Tale, and it seemed like the... Yeah, the animation series finished on March the 30th, 2013. Hmm. So, um, let's see, you had, uh, put this random pick in here. No, that was you. Oh, that random pick. Yeah, you found it. Hey, you're talking about the other one. Uh, no, that's the fringe. There is a difference. Uh, alright. Oh, it got moved up. Yep. I feel honored. <laughs> so, uh, Chris apparently just spends all day on this random picks.net site and just keeps on clicking next. He sends me about ten of these every evening. <laughs> and this one, uh, is a commentary on the, uh, uh, on the state of the gaming industry and how things are sold. And, uh, you know, back in 99, you know, even up until 2005, there's a game and an expansion. Uh, now it's, uh, cut up a little bit into smaller chunks of DLC. Tomorrow, everything's DLC. Yep. Uh <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, you wanted to save your game? That's a DLC. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that there's a game on Steam that's, uh, about that. 
Yep. Um, besides, I besides I thought you hated games now, and I guess this uh, kind of explains it. No, I don't hate. Well, this sort of explains it a little bit. But I'm more just trying not to spend as much money on video games. You know who else doesn't play games? You. Uh, Ryan doesn't play games. Um. But uh, I was somehow under the mistaken impression that Journey and Guild Wars 2 were games, but apparently not. <laughs> really, they're not games? Uh, according to Ryan's definition, they're not. How? They just is. You know, he doesn't play games, he doesn't watch TV. So... And yet, somehow he managed just to play Journey and Guildwood? Essentially. Alright, Ryan, explain yourself. Okay, we look forward from hearing from you. So it seems like we'll have a lot of uh, Kickstarter news uh, this week. Uh, first uh, being uh, Kickstarter's uh, uh, posting about the day the replication died. And it uh, looks like they had a sort of nasty MySQL uh, error in uh, its replication process. So uh, apparently at one point it uh, uh, flipped the uh, replication mode, which is uh, apparently a documented and known feature and like, you know, something that's actually relied upon. And uh, it looks like, uh, you know, like some table didn't get updated with a proper value. So it looked like they uh, needed to go through some serious uh, backing up and uh, fixing. So I guess the lesson is uh, don't use MySQL. No, I think the lesson just overall be careful and test your stuff before. Well, test your stuff before you move it to production. Well, this error happened in production, and uh, I think it was like more or less the on the scale of GitHub that this happened. So you couldn't really test this. So, uh, anyways, uh, an update on one of our former Kickstarters of the week. Uh, the Northerner uh, has been funded. Yep. Uh, I got I got me one of them too. Say with a uh, hundred and twenty-one thousand two hundred twenty-seven dollars, so uh, their stretch goal has been met of a hundred thousand um, dollars. So that they will now try to book Skywalker Ranch, which is apparently where all the Star Wars mu music was recorded. You know, I gotta say, looking at the picture of the Skywalker Ranch, it literally looks like a ranch. Well. Yeah. So this this isn't a uh, you know thing in New York. This is actually out, you know, in the middle of somewhere. Hmm. Cool. So so uh, seems like nobody got his twenty five thousand, and only five people got his fifteen thousand, fifteen hundred and twenty. No, I'm just going to shut up. Yeah. So what's uh, this week's Kickstarter? Good question. Code Monkey Save the World. 
Can you um, tell us about it? Sure can. So, uh, do you know about Jonathan Colton? In a few moments, I will. So, uh, Jonathan Colton is a uh, renowned internet musician. Um, I think you may have heard uh, about Still Alive. Nope. Well, yeah. Well, have you heard about Portal? Oh yeah, that Portal. I was thinking that for a moment. No, it can't be that one. Anyway, continue. So, uh, Jonathan Colton has plenty of other songs, and uh, this guy uh, went on the Twitters and said that, hey, if you gather all the characters uh, from the, uh, uh, call from all the Jonathan Colton songs, uh, you can, uh, uh, you know, get a pretty sweet supervillain team. And stop flashing me, Oh, I'm sorry, I'm bored. Well, we're doing a podcast. How could you be bored doing a podcast? So, Jonathan Colton... So, Jonathan Colton said, do it. So, uh, they're doing it here, so they're gathering up all the stories from the Jonathan Colton songs, and, uh... Yeah, making a comic book. Huh. And I don't really use this word to describe anything, and I can't believe I'm using it now, but this monkey looks adorable. So. Okay. Yep. Interesting. So, so, uh, yeah. I've, uh, put down the $25 pledge for this. What does that get you? Uh, that gives, gives me a hard copy uh, of the comic, uh, plus a digital copy and music of all the songs that uh, went and inspired this, uh, plus, uh, plus a new song that uh, was inspired by the book, all by Jonathan Colton himself. You know, as you bump it up to 35 you get a signed hard copy. Yeah. But I'm trying to save money. Come on, it's $10. You could go without Subway for two days. Yeah, but they've already reached their goal. So? And? So, 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 I have given them money, and I am publicizing them on my podcast. What else do they want? More money? <laughs> they got I'm, tw- just, I'm they, just kidding. They got 28 days to go, and they're like doubled their funding. So this cool. will this will be a mega project, I guess. So so this so this hard copy includes the complete. I guess. Because I don't want it to be something like X Men, where 500 comic books. Uh, see. Update. Because of the incredible response, we've been able to increase the page count of the book from 60 to 80 pages. That's four covers, 66 pa- story pages, and 10 pages of extras and other awesome stuff. Also, everyone who backs a reward that gets mailed gets stickers. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so. I gotta say, I don't see the difference between... Well, at least I could save this digital, all this 
signed hard copy for 20 years down the line of pristine copy. Yep. Oh, well, I'll think about it. Code Monkey, get up, get coffee. Code Monkey, go to job. Code Monkey, have boring meeting with boring manager Rob. Rob say Code Monkey, very diligent, but his output stink. His code not functional or elegant. What do Code Monkey think? Code Monkey think maybe manager wanna write goddamn login page himself. Code Monkey not say it out loud. Code Monkey not crazy, just proud. Code Monkey like Tweedos. Code Monkey like Tavern Mountain Dew. Code Monkey very simple man with big warm fuzzy secret heart. Code Monkey like you. Have long walk back to cubicle. He sit down, pretend to work. Code monkey not thinking so straight. Code monkey not feeling so great. Code monkey like Fritos. Code monkey like Tavern Mountain Dew. Code monkey very simple man. Big warm fuzzy secret heart. Code monkey like you. Monkey thinks someday he have everything, even pretty girl like you. Code Monkey just waiting for now. Code Monkey says someday, somehow. Code Monkey like Fritos. Code Monkey like Tavern Mountain Dew. Code Monkey very simple man. Big warm fuzzy secret heart. Code Monkey like you. Raspberry? 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 Raspberry! I'm sick of this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well. So, this, uh, this bloody bloke called the Andrew Bailey, uh, posted about his experience in getting a raspberry pie. So... And I hear we we will have him on the show later tonight. Also, uh, he's already on the show, unfortunately. So, 
No, um, what can you tell me about this? Uh, so it basically goes on in that although the thing only costs 35 bucks, you need a little bit more hardware to actually make it run normally. Okay. So, you know, apparently this guy is not a gadget person, so he did, didn't really have a micro USB uh, cable lying around. Plus, uh, apparently his uh, keyboard was so out of date or something that it uh, that the Raspberry Pi accidentally realized that uh, it, the keys were sticking or something. Hmm. So, Interesting. He also says it's slower than YouTube on FiOS. Interesting. So, how much extra money did he spend? Uh, let's see. Less than a hundred bucks, though, but it was certainly more than thirty-five. Well, sound like a few other products. So, anyways, and then he also goes on uh, saying that he played this really old game on it called King's Quest VI. Nice. So, yeah, apparently uh, King's Quest VI is... Uh, doesn't really uh, need to be that fast over YouTube on Fios. Hmm. So, yeah, he uh, explains, uh, you know, something about, uh, you know, unlike that last time, it's an actual princess that you're going after. <laughs> so, yeah, and if you have some old adventure games lying around, uh, you might want to check out uh, to see if they can run on uh, Scum VM or DOSBox. I will be right back. All right, watch for cars. Alrighty, I'm back with my old game that I've been dying to play. What's that? Mega Racer. What's that? Or, or Mega Race. It's cars from the future. That you shoot out of the cars to beat the competition. Oh, so is this sort of like Mario Kart? Much, much older than that, yes. Or, or is this Mario Kart with guns? Mario Kart with guns and fast tracks. Yes, that's what Death Rally is. 1993. Hmm. And it's 3D. Yeah, 3D was the buzzword back in the 90s for everything, even yep. even if it really wasn't 3D. I know it's not really 3D, but <laughs> man, it was a fun game. So, what is this, a uh, PS1 game or something? No, it's a PC. Oh. So, you had... Is this just one game do you have, or do you have a few? It's just one. Okay. I think this is the game. And let me post it in the show docs real quick. Somewhere down at the very bottom. No, let me go there. Uh, maybe up by the Raspberry Pi? Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like right there. All right. 
So, um, Jake Knapp, uh, apparently a design partner at Google Ventures, has completely handicapped his iPhone. He uh, got rid of his email, Facebook, Twitter, and stuff. And uh, even, I think he even mentioned his web browser on this phone, too. Yes, he got rid of his web browser also. So, he, uh, you know, was going through this sort of conflict that was like, well, I kind of use it, but, you know, if, if I need it, I can just, you know, reinstall it real fast, no problem. So... Um, in fact, he says that he uh, keeps installing it for a moment and uninstalling it, or was that his mail? Oh, well. Hmm. Well, uh, he says he can't handle infinity in his pocket. Yep. And I have to agree with that. I'm getting sick of looking at my phone for everything. So, um, he also says that his wife thinks he's insane. Or rather, my wife says disabling email is not for her, although she does appreciate that I'm more attentive when watching the kids. <laughs> um, hmm. so, so, did he get rid of his data plan? I don't think he said so, because he, also, he actually has Google Maps on there, you know, something that's really... You know, obvious for a phone. Google Maps? Yep. Alright, at least it's better than Apple Maps. Yep. Well, at last I heard Apple was suing Sandy for copying Apple Maps. Suing Sandy? Sandy the Hurricane. For, for, for making all the roads look like Apple Maps. Destroying them. I'm not exactly sure where that would be coming from. Uh, let me let me go back to random pictures. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, I'm just, um, take, I'm just kidding. If, if you're wondering what the noise is, um, currently Pittsburgh is being hit by a thunderstorm. Uh, please see the accompanying fringe for more information. So. Um, it looks like solar energy may mean higher electric bills for those of which who are not on solar. So, there's this really interesting article uh, saying that, uh, you know, as people install solar cells, uh, you know, like on their houses or something, that the demand on the uh, electric utilities will go down. Uh, however, when the demand on the electric utilities go down, the utilities don't collect as much, so they have to raise their rates in order to cover uh, stuff like, uh, you know, like maintaining all the power lines and stuff, mm. uh, which forces more people to go to solar cells, and that just is just this positive snowball effect. So, well, well, well what, what about people who don't live in homes and can't afford them? Well, they're just going to have to suck it up. And stop complaining. Huh. Top story. Meth lab found at Walmart. Doesn't surprise me. Well, where where are off. you reading that? Random pics. I gotta get off there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, put away your iPhone. 
Un- uninstall oh. random pics from your iPhone. So you. So I guess you know since the uh, you know everyone's installing solar cells on the roofs and uh, you know like bankrupting the uh, the electric utilities. Maybe they hope that uh, people will mine bitcoins to, you know, keep the electric demand up. What's a bitcoin? You know, that one fake currency that, you know, everyone's, you know, like installing really huge video cards and computers for? No. Well, read about it. I, let's see, I think I talked about it before you were on this podcast, though, but, yeah, Bitcoin is this uh, sort of mathematical encrypted currency stuff that uh, it takes a long time to calculate for, and that's essentially what makes it valuable. And uh, recently, with uh, you know, like everyone in Europe going bankrupt, that uh, Bitcoin is sort of seen like a safe haven, and its value has appreciated uh, like substantially. Uh, let's say it started out being like a few. I'm not even sure if it was even worth a cent at first, because someone bought a pizza with 40,000 bitcoins, um, which would have been like to order a pizza, so that would have been like 10 bucks. Um, now, oh, hold on, hold on. Where do you find a pizza for $10? Um, let's see. What do you mean? I thought things were uh, cheap over there. Oh, wait, okay, never mind. I'm thinking U.S. pizza. $20 minimum. Um, have you ever gone to Little Caesars? I want a pizza, not a cardboard box. (laughs) Okay, fair (laughs) enough. So, uh... So, yeah, someone bought a pizza with 40,000 bitcoins... Uh, nowadays, 40,000 bitcoins is worth about three-quarter million dollars. Oh, wow. It's gone from, like, cents to about 40 bucks a year ago, and now it's worth over $200. Huh, interesting. Huh, anyways, have you heard about the hybrid memory cube? Apparently not. So this is apparently the next generation of memory technology that uh, uh, like actually stacks uh, memory chips as they are now on top of each other. And it's sort of like a three-dimensional uh, memory storage uh, rather than a flat sort of wafer you know, chip. I think I remember the PETA drive was supposed to do something like this. The PETA drive, what's that? Well, remember back in college when we were supposed to be working on the uh, Apache program for Java project? Uh, you mean that web services thing? Yeah. And, and we were researching the PETA drive, and we were talking about a three-dimensional storage unit. It uh, could have been this, but... Uh... Um, at least this seems like it's a real thing, uh, because the uh, Hybrid Memory Cube Specification 1.0 has been published. Mm, nice. So, 
Um, it promises a lot uh, better bandwidth and performance, but uh, I wonder if the latency will be any better than uh, current uh, memory, because it says something like uh, 15 times better like capacity and performance or something. Well, this is version 1.0. Uh, but I'm really wondering if the latency uh, gets cut down a lot, because that would mean uh, like older programs that aren't uh, multi-threaded could speed up a little bit, like substantially. Yep. Now that will be interesting to see. Yep. I'll have to read the specs later. Yep, so will Just- I. Not lo- oh wait it's flash never mind it's loaded now I guess I'll print it off and stick it on the toilet to read <laughs> so uh, Microsoft is uh, making its buildings more efficient uh, with regards to uh, you know heating and cooling and stuff how so uh, pretty much by installing a whole buttload of sensors everywhere. Uh, so, like, their buildings are actually smart, and they know, like, the uh, distribution of temperature and stuff, and they can so control... So, nobody's in the room, it shuts off all the lights? Uh, sort of like that, yeah. Uh, I'd imagine not just for the lights, but also for the uh, heating and cooling, especially. Well, that got to suck when you're the first person who walks in. So... Anyways, um... Cool. So, uh, you heard about Gmail? I heard it's going to be uh, shutting down pretty soon. But uh, apparently someone had registered 18 at gmail.com back when it first opened up. So, and he uh, apparently forgot about it. And he uh, recently checked back and uh, apparently there was like a whole bunch of stories and stuff that people had somehow gave out 18 at gmail.com as their uh, email address. So, uh, huh. apparently 18 uh, went to college. Huh, cool. And uh, uh, apparently his tub was clogged too. And it what? Um, apparently his tub was clogged. Huh. Because there's a work order... Uh, service request uh, tub clogged was completed technician completed the following actions replaced drain stopper um, so p- pretty much people just used his emails because they didn't want to use their own um, I guess but then uh, apparently uh, someone uh, from England a, a Sarah from somewhere in England uh, sent a rather saucy uh, email saying, Hey, I want to come over there. So hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, I'm guessing you don't know who Rob Pike is. Nope. Uh, Man, would... where are you finding all these? So, it's a secret. Um... So, uh, Rob Pike uh, uh, was uh, like an engineer back at Bell Labs back in the day. Um, like I guess he had a 
hand in Unix and uh, like another experimental system called Plan 9. He uh, currently works at Google uh, and where he uh, pretty much uh, wrote the Go programming language. And this, uh, uh, this presentation here, uh, he goes over what Go is used for at Google. And uh, he pretty much spends about 45 minutes of this presentation uh, saying that uh, uh, dependencies are bad, and here's the reasons why. Hmm. Interesting. So he goes over like how he got to Google. That uh, like even back then, that their programs were so big that they needed to uh, build their stuff on a cluster uh, rather than on a desktop. And uh, he mentions at some point that uh, someone came by, and he uh, you know asked about Plan Nine, and he had just you know had a you know box just lying there, so he compiled like the whole Plan Nine system kernel and everything in like twenty or thirty seconds or so, and he was just amazed at that. So. Uh, Apparently, uh, Rob Pike found out that a lot of what made Google stuff slow was the dependencies that got pulled in. So Go is essentially, uh, at least from the uh, emphasis of this presentation, designed around minimizing dependencies. Hmm. Well, I could definitely speak for dependencies. They are bad, but at the same time, they keep you... They keep your system from being too bloated. Um, not according to this. Um, I'm 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 speaking from my experience of three years in the industry. Um, but uh, at least where 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 I've been, you know, I kind of hate having to pull in a what a three megabyte Apache library just to do one thing. And this library does, like, a ton of different things. You know, I don't really think that's efficient. Correct. So, that definitely is bloat right there. Hmm. Interesting. So, have you seen the new API for Google Glasses? I heard that it was out. Yeah. I haven't uh, really taken a good look at it, but... Uh, Ha ha. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I don't really uh, have a Google Last, nor am I really interested in it. Uh, are you kidding me? It's the ultimate instructor tool. Well, there's that, but I think it's sort of like uh, a smartphone on steroids. And what's the problem? Um, I'm just, hey, I think I saw Thunder. You saw thunder. No, there's the hearing thunder. Thunder. I saw lightning. Yeah, unless you have like a spectroscope, you can't really see thunder. What? Did you just send all over all your rain over to me? Uh, no. You're oh crap! What? Hail? No. The the the, the guy and. The car, the car next to me never rolled up his windows. Ha ha! So I could just see the rain just going inside. 
So hello. Uh, let's see. It, it it hasn't been a while since I uh, felt this, but you know I remember back when I was like eight or something, and looking outside and knowing that in thirty seconds everything would be soaked, and all the windows are open. So I would always remember Dad throwing the keys to my brother, saying, hurry up, go outside, and uh, roll up the car windows. Mm. Then the rest of us would go around the house closing every single window. By the time we got to the top of the stairs, it's already blowing in. Well, you know, I gotta say with Google Glasses, I noticed they don't really show any examples of what it actually looks like. Um, if you look around, you can find what it, find out what it looks like. Hmm. So now that the API has been released, you can uh, you know do apps uh, for Google Glass, and apparently uh, Google says that they will all be uh, free of charge and free of ads. Huh. So, yeah, if you go into this... Uh, it, it also means developers won't have any obvious way of making money from their apps. So, um, I guess that it'd be more like a, you know, just a client to a larger service, I guess. Could be. So, um, if you take a look at this uh, CNET article here, it shows Sergey Brin with uh, Google Glass. So, since you're so uh, wondering about what it looks like. Well, I, well, I meant, like, what the... What, what, what <laughs> you see on the Google Glass is, like, what kind of a monitor and stuff. Uh-huh. Not, not, not what the glasses look like. Well, you should have been more specific there. I'm sorry. So, uh. You've you, you known me for how long? Yeah, but I still can't tell what you mean at all times. Hey, look, I just saw thunder. Good for you. <laughs> well, actually, you can see thunder because you have your voice program right there, so it could have spiked. Uh, actually, no, I don't. The, uh, the crappy. Uh, program I use to record this it doesn't give a live, you know, wavy thing like that. <laughs> so, um, speaking about Google, uh, Google can finally shut down Google Fiber uh, because a uh, ISP in Japan has launched a uh, two gigabit connection called Neuro. So. Uh, apparently, if you pay an install fee of, uh, I don't know, like a... Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. No, I think it's more like uh, four hundred dollars of install fee, and then pay 50, about fifty-one bucks a month uh, over two years, you can get a connection that will give you uh, two gigabit downloads and one gigabit uploads. Hmm. Nice. I have a question for that. Why would you need that much download speed? I'm wondering how in the world you would uh, get it to a single machine, since uh, you know pretty much uh, gigabit Ethernet is pretty much standard, 
And, like, the next jump up would be 10 gigabit Ethernet, um, which right now, like, a single port is, like, a few hundred dollars. So, and, mm. and, uh, uh, one gigabit as it is, uh, is very close to the speed of a hard drive. Hmm. Like, within... 30% or so of most hard drives. So. Excuse me. But it doesn't really matter how how fast your uh, download speed is because Google, uh, the Google YouTube will always suck. Uh, but everything else will too because the web will soon be full of HTTP 451 unavailable for legal reasons. Uh, this is a new error that has been proposed. Because, cool. because you know how lawyers are, you know, they uh, don't really like uh, things that are true, which is pretty much everything on the web. Yep. So, yep, uh, might, as, might as well they, be as transparent as you can be. So they have made a new code called what? Uh, no one has actually made anything. This is just a proposal. Uh, 451. Yep. Unavailable for legal reasons. Nice. You know, I thought they already had a picture for that. Picture for what? Unavailable for legal reason. And I deleted it. Oh, well. So. Well, I, w I went to this one site and I got a nice FBI warning that the site had been shut down. Hmm. And your camera's gone. Uh, you might want to kill your video too, cause uh, you're getting you're sounding kind of fuzzy. Is that any better? Uh, we'll see. Plus, I won't have to worry about you flashing me anymore. Well, the window's flashing me, so get over it. <laughs> so, um. Flash, flash, flashes everywhere. So, uh, you heard about unit testing, right? I do remember us talking about unit testing. Uh, so, uh, Chris Durgill uh, says that test is, tests are overhyped. What so, do you mean? So, uh, yeah, he, he, he says he's come across a lot of companies and a lot of job postings that say, yeah, we're all into test-driven development, but when you actually ask them on the subject, they they get kind of quiet. Um, uh, see, then he uh, gives another situation uh, in where an interviewer asks uh, or says, uh, we're big into TDD over here, and do not create any new features without going through the red-green cycle. What are your thoughts on tests, and how comfortable are you with that environment? Uh, to which he responds, Honestly, I think tests are highly overhyped in the tools that we get to products out the door. I believe in testing what needs to be tested and nothing more, because in business, people pay for products, not tests. Writing tests for the sake of writing tests is a wake of waste of my time and talents. Here, here. So... I guess this sort of makes me feel better about not unit testing my uh, blog engine. Well, 
Besides, no matter how much you test, you can never 100% test your code anyway. Yep. Because you will always, the, the world will always produce smarter idiots. Yep. And you always need to uh, fill in text boxes and click buttons. Uh-huh. So, just do the bare minimum. See, that's why I like uh, water. Which I still need to figure out how to work. So, uh, you've heard of Windows 8, right? I have heard of Windows 8. Oh, good. You might be able to tell a little bit about this. Uh, maybe not. Uh, but I heard of Windows 8. Okay. Have you heard about Windows 8.1 or Windows Blue? No. Okay, well, this, uh, blue update to Windows 8, uh, uh, is going to produce a lot of changes and updates to the installed apps and, you know, sort of revamp the user experience for, uh, Windows 8 a little bit. And it's rumored to include a boot to desktop option to bypass the metroized start screen. No idea what any of that means, but... So, you know the colored tiles that come with Windows 8? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's the start screen. And you know the desktop? They uh, dropped the start menu. And replaced it with those colored tiles that takes up your entire screen. Oh, yeah. So, and I've uh, heard from several people that uh, in a multi-monitor system that these, you know, this start menu, start screen thing is rather unpredictable in, uh, like, where, which monitor it'll show up on. Okay. So, yeah. Cool. So, well, I don't plan on going to Windows 8 anytime soon. Me neither. So, I'm planning on writing Windows 7 uh, pretty much until people stop supporting it. Or until it becomes so insecure like uh, Windows XP is. Hmm. Uh, speaking of Windows XP, uh, there is less than one year of extended support left. So, really? Yes. So if you're still using Windows XP or if you know anybody who is, uh, get them the hell off of Windows XP. You know, I'm actually trying to get my entire team off of Windows XP, but no, they're so darn persistent. Oh, well, I'll, I'll just be happy when the company decommissions their machines. Yep. And, and when they say, hey, I would use that, I, I could just say, well, you have had your Windows 7 machine for half a year now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it doesn't work? You mean you never logged in? Well... Tough luck, Chief. Yep. And I am glad to get rid of my Windows XP machine. Both of them, actually. Ah. Yeah, at work, I have four different machines I work on. So, um, so yeah, in one year, you will be wide open to uh, any kind of exploit because uh, Microsoft won't even be uh, providing... Uh, you know, security updates. Correct. So. Well, the the entire company is moving to Windows 7. 
Yep. So, let so me... do you remember Carl Watkins? Uh, wasn't he a guy that worked at Microsoft? I do not know. Uh, I think so, since, uh... Oh, no. This isn't it. Um, no, he was the creator close, of speaking Arena. Of, yes, which runs in Microsoft Excel. So I was close. Yes, you were. And I think my roommate just got home. But uh, if you remember this uh, Arena RPG, it's like the only RPG written in Excel. Uh, he did a uh, Reddit at AMA. Ask me anything. So, uh, this is a rather interesting read. Huh. Interesting. So, uh, you, you're aware of Moore's Law, right? Yeah. Where anything that... Well, it's, I forget how to explain it. It's... I think the literal uh, definition goes something like an integrated circuit uh, will uh, have twice the amount of transistors on it within like 18 to 24 months or something. Something like that. So if you think about uh, biology and life and stuff, um, like the transistors in biology are sort of like uh, genes and DNA and stuff. So, if you apply Moore's Law to that, um, and then, like, sort of, like, go back through time as to, like, when life was invented, you'll come up with something like twice the age of the Earth. Huh, interesting. Yes. So, you know, there's this uh, conundrum here, you know, if you apply Moore's Law, that, you know, it's sort of you know, goes back through time into less and less complex life until you hit the origin of the Earth, but still, you know, you would predict that life is still rather complex at that point. So you'd have to go back to, like, 9 billion years? Like, 9.7 plus or minus 2.5 billion years ago. So this leads to rather interesting conclusions in that since the uh, sun is a metal-rich star, it means that the sun formed from the remnants of other stars. So maybe life actually began on, like, the sun's, like, parent stars or something? Hmm, and then just, interesting. And then that life got uh, hitched a ride on, like, space dust or something? You know, that sounds like a few movies, but some, 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 some might argue that, hey, this is proof that God created. Yeah. Huh. Interesting, Moore's Law. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I would have to say, based on the evolution of humans, I say that trend's actually going down now. It's reversing quite <laughs> rapidly. Um, you know, not not with just all the idiots and douchebags running around, but also, like, all the chemicals and cancer we're getting. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you remember what we said about those wet chimps? 
after a while, you have five chimps who are ready to punch any other chimp who touches the stepladder, but none of them know why. That one, I remember that one. So, uh, let's see, I guess you're not really uh, into the web development space, but you know how JavaScript, you, you uh, like sometimes people will include an HTML comment within the JavaScript tag? Yeah. So, you know, people should stop doing this uh, because the hacks that the browser that were used to work around browsers that, like, didn't support scripting are dead. Like, no one uses nor should they use browsers that this thing hacks around, like IE2 and Netscape 1. And if they do use those browsers... The west of the the rest of the web is irreparably broken for them, and they probably deserve being hacked to hell. Hmm. So. Interesting. Well, I don't ever write comments, so. Um. Well, this isn't really about writing comments. This is about hacking, um, because. Uh, like these tags and stuff uh, are HTML comments, so browsers that do not recognize uh, like script tags would just display the text on the page and not execute it uh, otherwise. So browsers, yeah. So browsers that uh, you know do not recognize the script tag would just display it on the page. So, you know, commenting that out would, you know, not show it up on the page. Hmm. Oh, cool. Hmm. So, uh, don't call yourself a programmer. Okay. So Moving on. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, don't call yourself a programmer because you're apparently just there to give value to some company. Correct. That's all you are. Yep. Sad thing. Uh, um, not really a sad thing. That is the truth. I mean, if the company does not make money, they can't afford to hire you. Yep. So, uh, so don't call yourself a programmer, but instead, Mr. Badgett says that you should be a nomadic programmer. What's a nomadic programmer? A nomadic programmer is someone who goes out and uh, keeps on learning technologies and, uh, you know, just figuring out new things all the time. Hmm, interesting. So, like, going to new languages and new platforms. So, and, uh... Well, I, I, that's primarily one of the ways to survive in... In the industry. The other is to get in into a management position. Yeah, but management's kind of boring. At least from the outside. And that's a uh, very that's a very negative thing. They managers should fix that image. You know, I gotta say, I enjoy being a manager. So well, sort of. So. Uh, so, anyways, um, you hear about Chrome experiments? Nope. So, 
Um, you know, Chrome is apparently this, uh, you know, cutting edge browser that you can do a lot of uh, cool effects and stuff in. Hmm, interesting. So let me open up Chrome here. Let me try this. Huh. Cool. So there's this uh, website here is pretty much dedicated to the, all the cool things that you can do in Chrome uh, with uh, just Chrome itself and no plugins. Well, I gotta say I'm impressed. Mmm, lots of cubes. I'm looking at the the spiral. Ah, Hobovis interactive music visualizer. That sounds like a game I you played some time ago. Uh, maybe. So. Auditorium or something? Oh, um... See, that that wasn't 3D, though. Oh, the, the 3D one? No, Auditorium is not 3D. Well, I know you were mentioning one that was 3D. Um, I don't think so. Maybe I was thinking about your one game. That was pseudo-3D. But mm. not really. Beach balls. Anyways, um, uh, did you ever remember an operating system called OS2? Doesn't ring a bell. Hmm. Well, maybe you were, you didn't uh, get out much in the nineties. Well, speaking of that, I really didn't get out much in the nineties either. In, in in the nineties, I was actually. Uh, Outside playing with the kids and stuff. Hmm. Well, I pity you. I don't. <laughs> um, so OS2 was an operating system that IBM had that uh, was sort of positioned against Windows, but, you know, obviously failed miserably. Uh, so miserably that uh, even Apple was more popular back then. Hmm. So what, why do you bring this up now? Uh, it's just an interesting read. Okay, because I understand that we are having a slow news week, but I didn't think it was that slow that we had to bring stuff back from the 1900s. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, we're using the web and we're using the internet, and that was made in the 1900s, so maybe we should stop using it. I'm all for that. <laughs> but hang on, we gotta finish a podcast first. True. So, um... Uh, oh, a random music generator. Yeah. So, a while back, uh, I came across this random music generator that actually sounds okay. Actually sounds okay. So, how do I download it? Uh, you don't. You run it online. Ooh. How? 
Okay, you see the first link there. Recently, I've undertaken a personal project, Computozer. Yes. Well, go there. Sorry, a problem has occurred. Hmm. Sorry, a problem has occurred. Nice. Yep. So. And again, I was I screwed around with too many options in Chrome that it's more or less ruined now. <laughs> so, uh, so you remember Python? How can I forget? Um, so you said you remember the 1900s. Do you remember the Nintendo Entertainment System? I do remember the Nintendo Entertainment System. Which one? Uh, the Nintendo Entertainment System. That Nintendo Entertainment System. You know, the one from the 80s? Uh, NES? Yeah. Yep. That's what it stands for. Anyways, um... You can now write uh, games that look like NES games in Python. Uh, pretty easily, in fact. Hmm, interesting. So... I definitely have to learn Python. I still need to go through the... Oh, God, The no. Python monk? Yep. I'm seeing DIM and DIM. Yes. So, uh, let's see. I think this is the one I was, one dude I was talking about. Uh, Peter Biddle, uh, used to work at Microsoft. And, uh, while he was there, he, uh, proved that, uh, DRM, uh, is a bad idea and would be defeated by something he calls the dark net. Um, see, in a paper called the Darknet and the Future of Content Distribution uh, was presented at a security conference in Washington, D.C. in 2002. So, it, uh, you know, goes over the, uh, like, uh, sort of like how, uh, was it the Trusted Computing Initiative at Microsoft would be uh, defeated. Uh, and, like, all this, you know, security and DRM stuff would, uh, you know, be overcome. Uh, simply because, you know, this is content that people want and want to, you know, play in a lot of places. And that uh, piracy shouldn't really be a reason for this. Hmm. Uh, speaking of DRM, uh, Netflix uh, wants HTML5 DRM. Oh, God. So it, uh, you know, pretty much, you know, since, uh, you know, uh, you know, even though this is not Google, uh, Microsoft will soon be, uh, you know, uh, letting go of Silverlight. You know, that one plug-in that they have? Hold on, the letting go of Silverlight? Uh, they uh, won't be developing any more Silverlight. Uh-oh. So, uh, this sort of means that, uh, you know, people who have Silverlight apps will be uh, out hung dry... Uh, come, was it 2021? 2021? So, 2021? Yep. So, 10 years? Uh, no, 8 years from now. Alright, that's fine. <laughs> what, 10 years is bad, 8 is good? 
Well, no, um, let's put it this way. My company built the flagship software in Silverlight. Oh. They might have a problem. Well, we the, the, the company moving from a slow kind of waterfall methodology to a rapid agile. Hmm. So, so and besides, it's it's the MVC pattern structure anyways. Hmm. So all they have to do is change the front end. Everything else will still work in the back end. Oh, so it's just the UI that's built in Silverlight. Correct. Okay. So, um, anyways, uh, you know who else has a Silverlight application? Your company? No. Uh, Netflix does. So... Hmm. Um, they want to move over to HTML5, but the, uh, you know, the standards and, like, the implementation and stuff isn't really there yet. And they essentially want a lot of encryption support for various things that uh, will make it, you know, uh, almost impossible to, uh, you know, get the video stream out of the browser. So... And, you know, this, you know, the last one here, the Web Cryptography API uh, specification defines an API for basic cryptographic ap operations and web applications, like hashing, signature generation, and verification, encryption, and decryption, which sounds okay, but I thought that was what SSL does. Hmm. So, yeah, that should be what SSL does. So... Oh well, if if Netflix doesn't do this right, then they're, then they're probably going out of business, or they'll have to make an app. They already have. <coughs> they already have an app. Well, I have it on my phone. Well, make an app for PC. I mean, after all, everyone's making apps these days. You know, what's stopping Netflix from making their own app on PC? Good point. Hey, you Tom, it's Bob from the office down the hall. It's good to see you, buddy. How have you been? Things have been okay for me, except that I'm a zombie now. I really wish you'd let us in. I think I speak for all of us when I say I understand. Why you folks might hesitate to submit to our demand But here's an FYI You're all gonna die screaming All we wanna do is eat your brains We're not unreasonable I mean no one's gonna eat your eyes If you open up the door, we'll all come inside and eat your brains. I don't want to nitpick, Tom, but is this really your plan? Spend your whole life locked inside a mall. Maybe that's okay for now, but someday you'll be out of food. 
you'll have to make the call I'm not surprised to see you haven't thought it through enough You never had the head for all that bigger picture stuff But Tom, that's what I do And I plan on eating you slowly your eyes. Buck, Buckface, uh, uh, sent us a few questions here. When? Uh, last week. Okay. So, um, uh, let's see, he's, uh, Buckface says that he's seen solar panel chargers that you put on your backpack before. Uh, he's, uh, a bunch of people had them at the National Jamboree Shakedown last summer. I'm not exactly sure what that was, but he says that I'm pretty sure most of them were USB, but some might have had wall plugs. <laughs> cool. Uh, so he says the hardest part about North Korea versus the Taliban would be getting them to fight each other in the first place. Both of, both of them hate us too much. Also, neither of them are well suited to fight each other. So... Uh. Which was, you know, sort of our problem 
you know, that, you know, I was thinking that it would be a stalemate that would go on for perhaps centuries. Uh, he did note that someone forgot to turn away from the mic to cough. Which okay. I which I think you just did that again. Um <coughs> and yeah. again. Um so uh Buckface uh got grabbed a hold of my script and uh he he ran it and apparently it ran just fine. So thank you. My work is released to critical acclaim. Cool. Now, now you need to make an app. Uh, I sort of did make an app. In fact, I made two of them. One for Bash and one for PowerShell. Cool. So. Oh. International Backup Awareness Day. Yep. So. Every day is International Backup Awareness Day, so please back up your shit. Yes. And as always, I will be uh, backing up this very podcast, or at least the uh, the source files, uh, you know, after we're done here. Oh, good. So, and if you would like to ask us a question or give us some feedback, uh, don't forget to use the contact feature uh, and use the con- use the show control structure. So, uh, hi, mom. Oh. Hi, Mom. How are you doing? I'm doing good, and you? I was talking to Mom. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any plans for the week? Yeah, sleep, because I worked 36.5 hours this weekend. 36.5. Oh, for a week, that's not much. For a weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. Uh, how about total in the rest of the days of the week? Eight hours a day. Hmm. So, let's see. Eight times four, that's 32. So, yeah, that's almost 70. Yep. Uh, do you get paid hourly? Nope. Ha ha! I know. This is going to be my life lesson. Take if 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 you if you um if you get the chance, take hourly. So, but uh, you know, maybe you can uh, take a vacation now. I am. I have my vacation planned for um, May the twenty second. Nice. Yep, and I'm also having another vacation planned for. June the 28th through July the 6th. Right on. And I have another vacation planned for Thanksgiving week. And I have another vacation planned for Christmas week and New Year's week. Hmm. Yeah. And And I will still have 10 vacation days left. Wow. Yep. Yeah, I should be getting on uh, planning on next vacation because uh, you know the I really enjoyed the uh, the week I had off. So so mm-hmm. you know buying a car is not something I want to be doing too frequently. Why not? I've already owned five of them. 
Mm, but it sort of, you know, cut into my vacation time. And then there was like the whole thing about dealing with my parents. So, oh, hi, mom. You don't like your parents? Uh, they're okay, but it's, you know, I'm sort of grown up now and moved out, so it's really nice to not have to deal with both of them, personally, on a day-to-day -day basis. Well, it's still free food and free rent. Yeah, but... And, and for a while, free insurance and a free car. Truck. That happened even though I wasn't living at home. Yes. So, but, uh, you know, it's sort of nice to, you know, be out on your own and, you know, just, you know, say, thanks, bye. Yeah, quit kidding yourself. Don't touch me! <laughs> so. Alright, I'll quit touching you. Oh, I wasn't talking about you. So. And no, I don't have anything crawling around on my wall or anything. So... That's fine. So I guess uh, this podcast is meandering around like a, uh, I don't know, like a drunk butterfly, I guess. So I guess we're going to have to kill it. Nah, probably. I feel like I'm about to die also. Alright, so I guess we'll talk to you next week. Yep, talk to you next week. Bye.